0: Happy Sabbath! So glad to see each one of you, and especially who who, who visited today. Uh, thank you for coming and joining us. Uh, uh, we here we believe that God wants to prepare us for this great event in the history of this world, and. Um, I chose uh, the topic that I believe is very, very important. The topic is um, believe, hope, and pray. How important it is? I believe it's essential for us, for our preparation to believe, not just simply believe, but believe in someone, hope that Whoever said whatever was said is going to happen, and pray that we are going to be ready. Let's define the words, first of all. What do you think the word believe means? What does it mean to you when you believe in someone or something? Certainty, okay. Okay, okay. Okay, so it's assurance, it's a trust, uh, it's, it's an idea that whatever you do, you, you believe in a certain way that it's going to happen, in a very certain way. Can you live without belief? Do people When people lose their faith completely in someone or something, can they continue to live? right even today when you, you know, went and decided to drive here nobody walked here right you you were driving right yes. so you have to believe that other people other drivers are going to follow the law and then they are not going to be reckless otherwise if you would not believe in that you would be so scared to go anywhere even in step into elevator, right, go to the street and just walk you because you believe that nobody is going to come and shoot you, even though it, it can happen, but you believe in in better whatever is better out there. what is hope anybody when you hope you Yeah, something you cannot see, but you, you know it's going to happen. Anybody else? Anticipation? And, and it's not anticipation that something bad is going to happen. It's something good, right? Something wonderful. My favorite illustration about it, about one research that was done many, many, many years ago by scientists. and you know they use rats lab rats they call them to do some some things that can save lives and so they took 12 rats poured the water into the buckets and they let them swim all 12 of them died within minutes Then they took another 12 rats and they let them swim, rats can swim, and just about when they were about to drown, they rescued them, one by one. Then they let them, you know, rest, sleep, eat, they repeated this again and again, and just before they would drown, they would rescue them. And then finally, they just decided to let them swim. And they swam, and they swam, and they swam more than 24 hours. And the explanation they have, only one explanation why they were swimming that long, hope. And and I could not believe that I can find this illustration, that the scientists would come to the conclusion that this any uh, animals these these rats would continue to swim because they understand the concept of hope they were rescued they remember that and that would give them uh, ability to fight to fight until they would be rescued have you ever felt like you have no hope you were hopeless lost, locked in situation that there is no way out, trapped, stuck. There was a security guard at the railroad, another story about a railroad yard, who accidentally locked himself in a refrigeration car, one night. He knew the door could not be opened from the inside, he was trapped. It was before cell phones. He couldn't call anyone. He knew that he would die there, either from cold or lack of oxygen. The thought of being freezing to death concerned him the most. He screamed uh, screamed until his lungs burned, and he banged on the door until his hands were swollen and bruised and bleeding. His situation was hopeless, his fate written, and he decided that at, at last he's going to leave the message, uh, his record about dying. And with a pencil he wrote on the car wall, it's so cold in here, I can hardly stand it. After a while, he struggled. From the corner where he uh, huddled, He wrote a second line, it's colder still, my fingers are getting numb. Then later, I am slowly freezing to death. And ultimately, these are probably my last words he wrote. By the time he scribbled his final sentence, the writing was, nobody could understand what he even wrote. His body was found next morning. In the corner of the car, he was dead. But here is the story, the end of the story. The coroner had great difficulty determining the cause of death. He determined there there was sufficient ventilation inside of the car to allow a man to survive for days. And since the refrigeration uh, apparatus of the car had been out of order, there was no way the man would have frozen to death the temperature inside the refrigerated uh, car unit was 56. Can we become like that man? He imagined how freezing the temperature is. People without hope Cannot look forward at all. When the odds seem to be going against us, what do we do? Do we just see the so called handwriting on the wall and accept the fact that there is nothing we can do, so we quit? Or do we look at the situation and keep fighting, keep looking for the way to overcome? Maybe it is illness. Maybe it is rejection or abuse. During the Second World War, the term was first used by the British. And uh, they called the war that Germans started, the Blitzkrieg. The German word for lightning war, Blitzkrieg. So Germans conducted massive attacks, and they put lots of tanks, lots of troops... And they wanted to finish the war. As you know, when they crossed the borders of the Soviet Union, it was summer, it was June. And by winter, they were supposed to capture almost all of, all of the territory. That was the plan. But Hitler did, didn't read the prophecy books of Daniel. There's no way that there will be one kingdom one more time uh, after the division of the kingdoms Napoleon did the same he made the same mistake he wanted to capture all the nations and make his nation the only nation and of course Hitler uh, his blitzkrieg didn't work the war was not so fast and lightning so he when the winter came The winter helped uh, to change the course of war. So, I'm going to tell you a story from the Bible that I never preached on, and I always wanted to do that. It's in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel was a priest. Uh, He was taken captive by Babylon A little bit later than Daniel, but almost at the same time, Nebuchadnezzar in 1597 BC, he uh, sieged Jerusalem, took captives, and uh, this prophet Ezekiel was one of them. So Ezekiel is one of the most colorful prophets. He used pantomime for delivering the message. He used crying, wailing, slapping his thighs, and uh, he ate the scroll to deliver the message. He was dramatic. He used a lot of dramatic elements to deliver the message. And right now, we are going to take a look at that text. And uh, when Jedediah is going to read it, uh, please pay attention to the story, what's going on here.
1: Our, script- our Our scripture reading today is found in Ezekiel 37, 1 through 10. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the, mid- in the spirit of the Lord and sent me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, they were, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? So I answered, O Lord God, you know. And again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause death, cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. I will put snooze on you and bring f- flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the snooze and the flesh came upon them, and the skin co- and skin co- and the skin covered them, covered them over, but there was no breath in them. Also he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain, that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood, up, stood upon their feet an exceedingly great army.
0: Thank you. Now, is, is this possible at all? that you are looking at bones you are in the valley where the great battle was and uh, when the people died there was so many who died that they were not even put into the graves they were left for the elements for the sun for the wind for the for the rain to be exposed and of course animals so now you don't have nothing except bones and um, if you would make a movie out of this, this would be like a horrific movie where the bones starts coming together and they would come together and, and, and it would become would become a skeleton, you know, the, the skull the bones all coming together and then after that uh, the muscles, the tendons would be covering, you would probably see vital organs like the heart, the lungs, the kidneys and and stomach and all of that. And the skin will be covering all of that. And and then the person is not still alive. All of these people are still dead. And then after certain action of the Prophet that the Lord told him to do, prophesy for the breath, and the breath would come. Like it's like a picture of Adam when he was created in two stages. First, there was a body that was created, right? And then there was a Spirit of God that came unto Adam and he became a living soul. So what we see here almost like creation of man. What is it all about? Is it actually possible? Who did it? A magician? When, when was the last time you, you, you've seen something that is impossible to be done, and it's done? Have you seen anything impossible that happened? Stedman uh, writes, the story of this book is the story of human life. And the book begins with a tremendous vision of God because all life starts with God. The glory of the prophet Ezekiel was that he was He saw God more clearly than any other of the prophets. If your heart needs to be set on fire by the revelation of the character and glory of God, read Ezekiel. He is a great prophet who saw the glory of God. Breath in the Bible, ruach, the the Hebrew word ruach, it's the same word that is used in Genesis to create Adam. Ruach can be translated as breath of life. It could be also translated as the spirit. Same word for spirit and wind. And uh, so what we see here is that the spirit of God comes upon this field of bones and creates living beings. Verse 1 tells that the spirit of God was upon Ezekiel which basically means Ezekiel was a very, very deep in deep spiritual experience. So they're in captivity, have no hope that they're going to have freedom. The bones represent the nation of Israel. They're dead because they have no hope. They had... To return to good all life. To life as normal. Where where they will be living again. The dry bones are described as dry bones. It's as dead as you can be. There is no hope. There is impossibly, humanly impossible to believe that there will be resurrection. But Christ proved The greatest victory was when Christ died, and then he was not left dead. He was resurrected. It is one thing to believe in God for a miracle to heal. But also, you remember probably Lazarus, who was dead for four days, but the bones uh, they, they were covered with with tissues, with muscles. the skin was still there, right? The situation that is described here is beyond belief. There are issues in our lives that look like huge mountains that is impossible to move. Annie clark second grade gr- girl, was born with no hands. Yet, she won an award, and I want you to hear that award. Penmanship. Penmanship award in the state of Pennsylvania. Annie, as well as her parents, could have given up, but there was no way. She's a confident girl who tutors other kids and wants to be an author. Good for her. Talk about our overcoming. God looks at Ezekiel and asks, Son of man, can this bone become alive? And most of us, most of us would say, no, it's not possible. But, but Ezekiel answers it in a, in a different way. He said, sovereign God, sovereign Lord, you alone know. When we are facing situations that are, seem to be impossible... We are facing these dry bones, things absolutely hopeless, dreams that have long since died and been buried within you. Ezekiel is told to prophesy to the bones. So first he prophesied to the bones. They started to become, come together, and then the tissues, and then the tendons, and the, all, all the organs. But then he was asked, prophesy for the spirit, and he did. you know sometimes we do something in life that uh, you know uh, doesn't make sense there was a woman who went to a public restroom she was in a stall in the stall in the stall and she heard the other woman in the next stall uh, said hello a few seconds later she again asked uh, with a little Irritation, hello, is anyone there? And the woman politely replied, Hello, I'm here. A voice in the next stall asked, Are you coming over this afternoon? And the woman was shocked by the question and asked, Who are you? Do I know you? And the woman next stall was silent, and then he whispered, Frank, I will call you right back. There is a some crazy lady talking to me in the next stall. And I, I, it happened to me uh, something like, I remember I was walking in a crowd, and the next person to me started talking, and I began to answer. But then I realized that there was uh, devices in the ears, and, and the person was talking on the phone and just walking next, next to me. We need to speak into hopeless situations the, the will of God. Maybe we need to allow other, others to speak and ask for us too. Praying is great when you pray and you have communion with God, but sometimes we need to ask others to pray for us. Uh, the book of James, somebody mentioned that this morning, the book of James, you, I think you, you did. What did you say? And when somebody is sick or somebody needs need, spiritual need, or the perishable become imperishable. The dead come to life. There is nothing that God cannot do. When you say to a situation or a person, it's hopeless, you are slamming the door in the face of God. That's why we have... The promise that's why we have the hope but we have to believe and we have to pray what grave is the Lord going to bring you up out of would you believe this morning that whatever you're facing is impossible for us but all is possible for God maybe it's time for us to start believing maybe it's time for us to start praying Elena, remember, we came here to California right after graduation. Uh, We graduated from college. And uh, dear friends, elderly couple invited us and wanted to show a little bit of California. And we drove from Thousand Oaks up to San Francisco using Highway 1. And we stopped in all of those towns. And one time we were we were on the beach. I don't remember what beach it was. Yes, Why don't you tell? Yes, <laughs> short short uh, story remember? Um, <laughs> I
2: will have to share my salary with her. <laughs> 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 oh, so our dear friends, they knew that after we got married, we didn't have a chance to have a honeymoon. Uh, we were helping Mark Finley with his evangelistic meetings in Moscow and Kremlin the day Kremlin. after our yeah. wedding. And yeah. then after the meetings were over, he had to go back Tennessee to continue his studies, and then months later, I was able to get my visa and join him. And so when our friends learned that we never had honeymoon, they said, you know, after you graduate from college, we'll take you to the United States, uh, to to California, and we will um, uh, have this trip with you. And so we visited... Uh, Carmel, Santa Barbara and then they took us to Pisma Beach and uh, um, we had wedding bands that we never wore but uh, we uh, inherited them from our family and so we decided since it's our honeymoon we'll put the wedding band and uh, Pavel's uh, band was too big for him and so we wanted to go swimming And he was afraid to lose it, so he asked the lady if she could hold on to his wedding band. And she never wore a wedding band before, and so she put it on her finger and then she sat on the sand while we were swimming. And then she forgot that she had it on (laughs) and when she got up, she put her hand in the sand and the ring slipped and uh, and she didn't pay attention and then we walked together on the beach and then we uh, were driving to our hotel and it was getting dark, it was actually pretty dark and then when we were in the car Lillian, that was the name of the lady she's like, Pavel I lost your wedding band and uh, I was like oh, that's okay, don't worry about it, we don't wear them, and we'll be fine. She's like, no, this is your wedding band, we need to go back and look for it. Mm -hmm. And it was already really dark, and sand everywhere, and the beach is huge. And uh, she said, no, I'm going to say a prayer, and we're going to go, and we'll find your wedding band. And we're like, no, Lillian, Lillian, it's impossible. There's so much sand, and how can you find a wedding band in the sand in the dark? And she's like, no, we'll turn around, and we'll go look for it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) They were driving, so we turned around, we go to the beach, and we start walking, and of course, we can't see anything. And then I remember that where we were sitting, little kids were... um, Making a castle or a sand castle, and uh, I was like, I think maybe we're sitting close to that area. Let's let's go there. And so we went, and we were walking around, and of course we can't see anything. And Lillian is praying so hard, and I'm just walking and just kicking sand with my. I remember,
0: he- we had a group uh, prayer. We 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 were given up already. and We felt sorry for, for a couple. Mm-hmm. Because they worried about us, and we didn't worry about, the, you know, rain. And and then we decided before we go, we just pray. So we had like a group put hands on each other in a circle, and we just prayed. And we we looked a little bit more, and I said, well, let's just let's just go. That's okay. <laughs> and she, go
2: ahead. And I um, kicked the sand, and then I see something shiny in the sand, and I. Band and they picked it up, and that was his wedding band.
0: <laughs> so, prayer does help. Prayer helps, but also, believe. Believe in, in the one that you're praying to, that he uh, does the impossible, impossible things. And when Disney, uh, World Disney World Resort in Orlando, opened on October 1971. Uh, Walt Disney was already dead uh, like five or six years but he was planning it, right? And uh, in 1971 when it was opening up Mrs. Disney was sitting beside Walter Cronkite, American broadcaster. Walt Disney had died a few years earlier as I said. Cronkite leaned over to her and said, would it be Would it be great if Walt were here to see it today? And Miss Disney replied, If Walt had not first seen this, you would not have seen it today. And it's a great story about hope for us. We should envision heaven and kingdom of God. We should envision Jesus. We should envision that we are going one day to meet our guardian angel or two that are going to tell us stories after stories how close we were to death and how many times they saved our lives. We must be a change to the world. In conclusion, I would like to say, if we want to see changes in this world, uh, first we need to change ourselves. We cannot change the world. If God is to revive the church... Because this story is about revival. It's about coming back. It's about restoration. Restoring back to life. Most notably. Prayer does change things. Revival stands, starts with a prayer. With us. It starts in a quiet place. Today I'm asking you. To start praying. So that. We can change our lives, and then the lives around us. In Yucaipa, in San Bernardino, in Bowman, in Cressline, in Temecula, wherever you live, start with yourself. One uh, minister was asked, "How how do you pr- pray for revival?" And he said, "Well, go home. If you have a choke, <laughs> draw a choke where you are standing or kneeling, and start praying." That God is going to revive the person who is within that circle. And um, no matter how dry, no matter how dead we, we, we will be, God can revive us, revive our soul. And I'm, I truly believe that even if there is not even a bone that is left, you are in God's memory everything who you are. Your DNA is stored somewhere. So to create back from nothing, God can do that as well because he did it before. And so I'm looking forward to the time when we all can see our loved ones that we lost and when we all can be together again. And these are the folks that you basically will see in heaven, but the decision has to be made right now. Don't wait. You know, last uh, Sunday, I was expecting that maybe I would get a call, phone call. Congratulation, because it was a holiday that I love so much. Not, not the other holiday. The other holiday is spon- sponsored by the School of Dentistry, I believe. You know, candies and all, all of that. But actually, on Sunday, if you missed it, it was your holiday as well. It's called the Day Of all saints right you you know that yeah on on the day when there is a Halloween it's actually there is a holiday that is called the holiday of all saints and who you are who do you think you are we're all saints because we are uh, carrying the name of Christ wherever we go we say we are Christians So we are not doing what the world is doing. We are separating ourselves from what the world is doing. So um, see you in heaven. If I cannot see you next time, but I would like to see you next Sabbath. And uh, let's pray for one another. And let's pray for ourselves. Father in heaven, you are giving to us this old message through old prophet Ezekiel and you are asking us to pray to pray so that our spirit would be resurrected that you will give us your spirit and we become alive we pray for each other we pray for our loved ones but we also pray for ourselves that we can make this decision to follow you wherever you go in Jesus name we pray amen